time for the BS Sports Show. We want to hear from you, so call us on the BS line. Now, here's Billy Elvis and the BS Sports Show. Welcome into the BS Sports Show. Thanks so much for joining us. You can be a part of the show if you want. 347-324-5252. On Twitter, at BS Sports Fan, at All Radio Show, and at Billy Elvis. Talked a lot last night about uh, about Pete Rose. And should Pete ever be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame? After uh, it was found out that uh, that Pete had gambled on baseball while a player, even though he said that that hadn't happened. Pete said that, uh, hey, only did it while I was managing. That's all. Only did it while I was managing. Not necessarily the truth, but does it matter? Does it matter to you at this point? Should Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame? Are you bothered by the fact that Pete Rose bet while he's a player, even though he's amassed the most hits? Even though he had a bunch of wins? Does this new revelation in your mind keep him out of the uh, of the Baseball Hall of Fame? Uh, it doesn't matter to me. You know, I, I'm okay with it. Not bothering me all so much right now. Pete, you want to bet on baseball? Cool. I'm okay with that. Doesn't bother me. Now, to Ben Smith and Billy, it bothered them a lot. So Pete should not be in the Hall of Fame. No Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Why? Well, Pete, sorry, you, you bet on baseball as a player. But if we're willing to forgive him as a manager, why don't we Why don't we want to forgive him if he bet on baseball as a player? Did he Did he change outcomes of games as a player? I don't I don't know that that's the case. But a lot of people are pissed because he lied again. Bill, you're one of those. He lied again. You, you don't want him in the Hall of Fame. You're not a Pete Rose Hall of Fame guy anymore. I'm a forgiveness guy. Trust me. You know, I've done enough wrong that yeah. I, I can appreciate the fact that you know it's uh, it's nice to get forgiveness, but when you use the forgiveness, uh, and in this case, when you've totally tried to dupe everyone, you've tried to totally pull the wool over everybody's eyes. By saying, oh, okay, all right, I'm going to come clean here. I'll admit it. I bet on baseball. But it was only when I was a manager. And you're flat, lying through your teeth. You're asking people forgiveness. You're looking people in the eye and saying, hey, here it is. I'm laying it all out there. I'm going to lay it all out there. And then you don't lay it all out there. You withhold information. You lie again. That's where it's like. Unforgivable. I mean, instant transgressions can be forgivable. You know, you make a mistake, and you say, "Crap, I made a mistake. Please forgive me. I'll not do that again." But when you but but when you ask for forgiveness and you know full well you're lying, 
while you're asking the public for forgiveness, that becomes unforgivable in my in my book. Yeah, I, I mean, but isn't there a point though where he has been punished enough for this for this crime? I mean, aren't we at no. a point to where okay, you've been you've 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 been had to sit out long enough? My favorite tweet today, and I can't remember who tweeted it, but I saw a tweet earlier that said. What if there was absolute zero tolerance for steroids, like there has been for Pete Rose with gambling? What if? You think the steroid problem would be a problem? You think it would have went away immediately if instead of 50 games or in, uh, whatever, you know, it's immediate you know, ban? So, look, the punishment's harsh. The rule might be stupid, but rules are rules. You know the punishment. That almost makes it more dumb on Pete Rose's part that he, you know, partook in such a uh, a situation. He knew full well what he was facing. I, you know, on one hand, you want to feel sorry for him. On one hand, you want to say, all right, so he bet on his Reds to win. Whether he was a player or a manager, he bet on the Reds to win. Does that change the 4,192 hits he amassed in his career that no one's ever going to touch again because no one's going to play as long, as prolifically as Pete? Nope, doesn't change that. But what it does do is, is it tells you that regardless of the rule, regardless of how stupid the rule is, you've got to follow the rules. And if you don't follow the rules and then you lie about your effort to follow the rules, then you've just only dug yourself a deeper grave. You know, and, and as we say that, today was the day Tom Brady got his day in court, too, or at least, you know, the appeal of Deflategate. And, and you know, everybody wants to scrutinize the severity of the crime, whether it's Deflategate in footballs or whether it's Pete Rose betting on the Reds to win. Crimes are crimes. Sins are sins. Follow the rules. Why, why do people have to scrutinize that? Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not as hard on it uh, and care as much about it as you do. You know, the guy, again, we talked about it last night. The, the Hall of Fame is a museum. And why can't Pete Rose be in that museum, whether good or bad, or and tell both stories? Why can't you tell the, the story of the player he was and then tell the story of, of gambling? Why can't you tell both stories? Why can't he be in the Hall of Fame when it's just a museum? Well, Ben Smith told us last night that the writers will never vote Pete Rose in. The writers might not ever vote in Barry Bonds. I mean, not this group of writers. Maybe the next generation of writers who, you know, have a different view on things and when society changes. But, you know, you're right. I mean, baseball has its own set of rules and mandates and what you can and can't do and bottom line what Major League Baseball is saying today is that Pete Rose can't be a part of the game well that has nothing to do with Cooperstown and the Hall of Fame however the writers are it looks like we uh, we lost Billy isn't isn't communication and technology wonderful We'll have him remake that point when we uh, get him back connected here as we work on that uh, in this BS Sports Show. It's a, it's a museum. And sometimes maybe these sports writers have too much power. 
You know, maybe maybe we've given the the writers, the baseball writers, too much power. That could be part of the problem. Because some of these guys who they've kept out for steroids, we don't know if they've ever tested positive. Again, it, it is a museum. Sorry, we lost you during your point. Go ahead. Yeah, no. But, uh, all I'm saying was is that, you know, the the fact of the matter is is that I'm I'm kind of sick of Pete Rose trying to beg for sympathy and appeal for sympathy. It would almost be better if Pete would just shut the hell up and 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 let you know everything run its course. But rules are rules. Break the rules, and that tells me that you're insubordinate. No matter what the rule is, whether it's you cannot pick your nose on the field, or whether it's don't take performance-enhancing drugs, or whether it's don't bet on your team to win or lose, if you can't follow the rules, then that that totally usurps everything about a team sport. Team sports, athleticism, fair play, all based on following rules. Doesn't matter what the rule is. You can't follow the rules, then you don't belong. That's just, it's simple. Yeah, I mean, is the question here, though, at this point, is it about Pete Rose and getting back into baseball, or is it about Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame? Because I think they're two different they're two different animals. Pete Rose working in baseball, okay, I agree. Maybe he should never be allowed to work in baseball again. But I don't think he should be kept out of the Hall of Fame. Again, I think there's two stories you can tell there. Are, are we making this into one issue as opposed to two separate issues like it should be? Well, it's definitely two separate issues, but at this point, you know, a 74-year-old Pete Rose is probably not going to be too attractive to any potential employer as far as actually working in baseball. I mean, you know, and that's a hard 74 years old, too. That's not... (laughs) ...taking care of himself for 74 years. That's a guy that's lived large for 74 years. You know what I mean? Right. So, so, no, no, it, it really is about Cooperstown. And that's what people have to re- remember. People people keep wanting to say Bud Selig is keeping Pete Rose out of Cooperstown, and and now Rob Manfred is trying to keep Pete Rose out of Cooperstown. Well, yeah, it's the writers. It's the writers. It's 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 the media that that controls who goes into Cooperstown. Right, but isn't 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 Rob Manfred and Bud Selig kind of help? I mean, if if Pete Rose is allowed back in baseball, wouldn't it be harder to keep him out of the Hall of Fame? Oh hell yes, hell yes, so, and I so, think the go ahead. So Rob Manfred and Bud Selig are essentially helping keep him out of Cooperstown. Well, yeah, I mean by proxy. Yeah, by proxy. In essence, I mean the writers always have their opinions. We we all know this. The writers, the media, uh, they'll either agree. Man, I don't know what the hell is going on in Ohio tonight, but or Billy's just getting mad at me and disconnecting. But it, it's a point that the writers at, at this point may have too much power. And, and Bud Selig and now Rob Manfred not letting Pete Rose back in baseball probably makes it easier to keep Pete Rose out of the Hall of Fame. You know, it's, uh, it, it's a point... Uh, where it's going to take Pete Rose probably getting back into baseball, which by now he'll probably never do because of this. And it's sad that Pete Rose will be kept out of the Hall of Fame. Again, there's two stories to tell here, 
and uh, and and Bud Selig and Rob Manfred have not helped Pete's cause, but neither has Pete. Is, is it to a point to where is is there more to blame than just Pete Rose at this point, or is, is all the blame shouldered on Pete Rose's shoulders? Um, Pete Rose hasn't done anything to help himself. You know, you already said that he's yeah. done not a damn thing to help himself. He's done. He hasn't handled it correctly at all. We made the comparison last night. A lot of folks will make the comparison to Ryan Braun of the Milwaukee Brewers, who pointed right. fingers everywhere else, who who did so much to try to protect himself and and and, and then continue the lie that when he asked for forgiveness and an apology, it's almost like, dude, the the whole thing you were into there was just so calculated and so deceiving that I don't know if I can believe anything you say at this point. I felt that way about Ryan Braun with his apology, uh, and I feel the same way uh, all along the way with regard to Pete Rose. You know, and I got a chance to talk to Pete Rose. He was at the... Uh, the Honeywell Center in Wabash a couple summers ago, or a couple Aprils ago, a couple springs ago, uh, doing his one-man show. Remember the Pete Rose one-man show? Uh, yeah, what was that? What was that like? Uh, well, I didn't go to the show itself, but <laughs> I spent a half hour on the phone with him on the BS show, me and me and Stiller. And uh, uh, here's my takeaway from that. Number one, Pete Rose is a regular guy. Pete Rose is a good dude. We even right. got dis- we even got disconnected during the interview that he didn't have to do, and he calls us back. Wow! And and I'm like, holy crap! Pete Rose called us back. You know, I said that live on the air. Uh, I asked him. I said, Pete, are you comfortable with the fact at this point in your four years ago? So he was still over seventy. I said, are you comfortable with the fact that you're never going to get into the Hall of Fame? His answer was. Under the scenario of what's going on, under the scenario of the commissioners and and everything that's been done with regard to making me an example or whatever they've done, he goes, I know I'm a Cooperstown caliber Major League Baseball player. Because I'm not there due to the circumstances, it's unfortunate, but I know what I did throughout the course of my career as a Cincinnati Red and as a part of that big red machine. So whether or not he was sincere in that statement is irrelevant. He he was a bit I want to say I want to say he was kind of like defensive. Right. And there he goes again. Good enough time to take a break. We'll uh, try to get these issues ironed out and uh, and get back. we got the guest tonight, Pete DePremio, will join us uh, coming up here in just a little bit as well. Quick break. On the way back, on Twitter, at BS Sports a Fan, at Billy Elvis, at Mo Radio Show. You're listening to the BS Sports Show. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports. 
covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. The BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Times, at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, $8.50 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9. When you're looking for a new home, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market like the back of her hand? Natalie Letterly of United Country Natalie L. Real Estate can answer all questions about buying or selling a home, and she can provide valuable information that's important to your family. Natalie will provide you with a detailed summary of area schools, nearby amenities, and homeowner testimonials about the neighborhood of your choice. Call Natalie, 260-388-9588, and start looking for your new home today. The BS Sports Show. You need to calm down. I mean, I'm not that excited about this show when they pay me. Hey, welcome back to the BS Sports Show. Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports The Fan. We appreciate you uh, for spending some time with us talking some sports. Of all sorts, with regard to the state of Indiana, with regard to um, what's happening in the world of sports nationally, and uh, then, of course, whatever else is going on. Find me at Billy Elvis, Mo Time at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports Defend. There's Facebook pages as well. Uh, and we, Mo, I, I got to tell you, um, had a great time last night at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill. I uh, had a great time talking to Ben Smith. I'm a little bummed. Ben waited till the show was over to reveal to us that he had an opportunity to sing the national anthem at a Tin Caps game. I'm like, how do you withhold that, Ben? How do you withhold that from us and forget about it during our show? I'm bummed about that, man, because I would have made him sing it. I wanted to hear the rendition. Yeah, uh of all stories you could forget to tell, that's the one? Right. I mean, and, you know, kudos to Ben. Good dude. Uh, willing to do anything. Very low-key, not pompous at all. And uh, and I, I just thought, you know, when he told me, he goes, hey, man, I, I forgot to tell you, I sing the National Anthem. I'm like, what? 
What? I'd be like, uh, I got a sex change yesterday and forgot to tell you about it. Uh, well, and I asked him, I go, were you nervous? And he goes, hell yeah, I was nervous. I mean, I'm standing there on the middle of pitcher's mound and and microphone, and ladies and gentlemen, here's Ben Smith for the National Anthem, and thousands of people in the seats staring at me, and yeah, he was nervous. And I'm like, all right, so so it, it was a nerve-wracking situation. Uh, you didn't know it was going to happen, and you forget to tell us this. You forget to tell us about this. How do you forget this story? Why isn't this, why isn't this the first thing you tell us? I don't know. Maybe Ben's slipping in his old age. I don't know. Well, and then he said he thought he would be more nervous to be thrown out the first pitch opposed to singing the national yeah. anthem, which I found shocking because singing the yeah. national anthem would would terrify me because it's such a hard song to sing and a lot of words. It, that would scare me way more. That that right there reminds me of Jerry Seinfeld stand up when he said that, uh, and he was basing this on fact, but he said, you know, there's been studies on people and their fears, and. People are more afraid to speak in public than to die. He goes, that means that wow. they would, he goes, and Seinfeld's punchline was, is that means you would rather be in the casket than give the eulogy. <laughs> <laughs> really? Really? Well, that, yeah, that, I mean, point, not for everybody. My, not for everybody. My, my point there is, is that there's a microphone in your face and then you are being asked to sing. And Ben Smith's not a singer. It's not even like he's a Tom Diddyer or uh, or an any uh, any Diddyer. He he's not a singer and, and he's okay. You know, he's putting the microphone in his face and singing the national anthem. I mean, that's that's I would be nervous singing the national anthem anywhere. Yeah, especially at at, uh, at Parkview Field. When we talked, another guest we had on the BS Sports Show was. Uh, Philip Phillips, one of the American Idol winners. Remember that kid? Yep. yep. Regular regular Joe from Georgia. And uh he we talked to him about, you know, the flurry of fame that had been thrust upon him by winning American Idol. And we asked him, you know, was there any scenario or situation where he got nervous? And he said, Yeah, he had to sing the national anthem at the World Series. And he goes Dude, he goes. I am not a singer. <laughs> he goes. I'm a songwriter. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm a musician. I'm a performer, but I'm not a singer. I'm not a. You know. I'm not. I'm not Josh Groban. I'm not uh, Golden Vocal Cords guy. I'm just uh, a, a musician songwriter guy. You know. And he goes. When you stand in front of the world, because you know that not only are you in front of fifty thousand. 50,000 people at the World Series, but you're on national TV, worldwide television. He goes, it's overwhelming. And he goes, and then you take into account that it's the national anthem, one of the most difficult songs to sing for any singer because it covers four octaves, and then it really overwhelms you. So uh, the national anthem at any level to be sung in front of people is probably one of the most imposing things for a performer to do in all of performances. We need to get a hold of our friend, uh, the Tin Cats president, Mike Nutter, and either either A, get a copy of Ben singing it, or B, have Mike review it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Ben told, <laughs> yeah, ben, ben said that, you know, everybody said he did a pretty good job. 
If Ben but, can do it, I, I feel like I can now. Because I, I thought Ben was maybe like some secret singer, you know, on the weekends or something. But I feel like if he could do it, I could do that. Or or I just change it up, and if I if I lose my place, I start singing Sweet Caroline. You know, who would know? Who would know, really? Well, that's my my my, my thing is is that, you know, you just don't want to screw it up. Could I pull it off? Yeah, I could pull it off. But I'm not going to sing it like, you know, Whitney Houston did at the Super Bowl, you know, or I'm not going to, you know, make one of those worldwide all-time performances on the national anthem. I, I'm going to do whatever I can to not screw it up and to stay in tune, you know. Speaking of the national anthem, what did you think of the uh, Game 6 performance of the guys from Metallica during the NBA Finals? Uh, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. It was pretty it's bad. Hard to, it's hard to do a guitar one that, that beats Jimi Hendrix. You know, it's almost it's almost impossible to redo that, uh, you know. But it, and I don't know that I saw a lot of people who were unhappy with it. And was it just because it wasn't sang? You know, it was it wasn't uh, you know verbally sang. Is that the, the key? Because we saw last year during the World Series, Aaron Lewis uh, from Stain screwed it up after he oh, talked trash to people who screwed it up before. Well, hey, was it the AFC Championship with the Colts and the Patriots where the trumpet player did the national anthem and? Uh... In, in at Foxborough was that what that was? That might have been that one. I remember. Or, I remember. Or, no, I remember or, it. No, maybe it was the primetime game with the Colts and the Bears. Whatever. That was cool. The trumpet rendition. You know, here, here's the deal. You know, who's to judge? Who is to judge? You know, we've chosen a song written by Francis Scott Key two hundred and whatever years ago during the American Revolution. Blah 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 blah. So who who says what the definitive interpretation of the song is? You know what? Quit beating people up. Let Jose Feliciano do a flamenco version at the 77 All-Star Game in Detroit, which was a controversial one. Let Marvin Gaye do a a version at the NBA All-Star Game. Do you remember that one, Mo? Were you old enough to at least remember the history on the Marvin Gaye rendition of the National Anthem at the NBA All-Star Game? When I did when I did a countdown of 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 them before on my show, uh, yeah, I I mean yeah. I heard it. I don't remember it, but I heard I heard heard it. Yes. Yeah. Well, he did it to sexual healing. Yeah. And, sex, <laughs> and sexual healing might be one of the most, if not the most, sexually provocative songs ever to make radio. And Marvin Gaye does the national anthem to the beat and to the tune. Of sexual healing? Are you kidding yeah. me? How sacrilege was that? I had to quit going to comics games for a while because every time Tom Diddy was saying I got a boner after <laughs> sexual healing, I had to quit going to games for a while. Yeah, I mean, not often does the, uh, <laughs> does the national anthem evoke uh, any type of sexual excitement. Well, it uh, it does for me still at times. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was, that was have, a, I will have a to, weird one. I'll have to pass that along to Tom Diddy for you, by the way, too. <laughs> oh, good. I, I hope it's that between that and the fist bump he does. I, whew, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm melt like butter. Uh, is the best one of all time then Whitney Houston? The best verbally sang one is, that, is it Whitney Houston at the uh, at the '91 Super Bowl? Yeah, that that's my favorite. Yeah, um, mine too. Um, it, it might be the only time that a tear was brought to my eye. Uh, but it probably also had to do with the implications of everything going on in the world. And, sure. But, but, but her rendition was so powerful. Yeah, I've been around music a long time, and I know you have too, Mo. I mean, we're both sports guys now, but we both have music backgrounds. 
And right. I've been around. I, 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 the reason I'm in radio is music. Uh, Me too. First and foremost. And there's a better singer in the history of music than Whitney Houston. She probably had the best and most powerful voice of all time. With all due respect to Aretha Franklin and a couple other great singers, Whitney was just unbelievable. Unbelievable gift. And when she pulled off that national anthem, in the time in our world in which it was, you know, performed, uh, maybe the most impactful singing performance in the history of singing performances, not just national anthems, but maybe the most impactful singing performance of all time. Well, the fact that she got through it was amazing to me. Right, right, Because right. I didn't get through it without shedding a tear. And you know, I'll, I'll never forget that that weird white tracksuit suit that she wore during it, and had that you know oh, headband yeah. thing on. Uh, you know, and you think about the thing about her was that she had such a powerful voice, and that when she sang into a, a higher octave, unlike a Mariah Carey, it it stayed powerful. It didn't get. Oh light. yeah. I mean, she could just wail, and you know, sad that she threw that career away. But you're, you're right, probably one of the the prettiest, most powerful voices in music. Hers has to be right out there. I, I can't remember who sang the national anthem when the World Series resumed. After 9/11, because all that stands out in my mind from that game, uh, you know, other than the tattered flag, would be George Bush, that the president at the time throwing out the first pitch, and the fact that he just whizzed one in there, and the fact yeah. that you know that's, that's when people liked him. Yeah, you know, I thought when 9/11 went down, I thought George Bush would go down as one of the greatest presidents ever. I did too. I did too. I, I thought he was handling himself absolutely perfectly in this crisis. Everybody made a big deal about the stupid look on his face when he was sitting there reading a book to children in Florida. Remember that when he got the word of yeah. the attack, and everybody's well, like, "Look what, at this!" What does it look be like on anybody's face? You know, you you're know trying what? not to freak out. Uh, yeah, exactly. He realizes class reading a book about uh, Puff the Magic Dragon or whatever, and he's he's trying to process world affairs immediately. I'm going to give the guy cred for sitting there and going. I'm going to process this for a couple seconds. I'm going to think about what was just whispered in my ear about the World Trade Center being attacked. And, oh, by the way, the Pentagon was attacked. You know, it's, And trying to freak the kids out. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give him huge cred for not acting impulsively. He sat there and thought about it for a second. And, and yes, there's, a, there's famous memes and video and... YouTube of him with a stupid look on his face, but you know what? He had the world on his shoulders at that second in time, and I don't know what my look on my face would be if I had the world on my shoulders at that point in time. Yeah, I you know I can't uh, I, I can't imagine what the stupid fa- look on my face looked like when I was watching it unfold on television. You know, right. yeah, you know, exactly. uh, uh, and then his speech to the nation, which probably was probably you know one of the most powerful speeches that the president ever had to give at that time. Uh, I thought it was well done too. You know, it uh, it was strange. And then I remember baseball starting back up, and I I can't tell you who sang the national anthem that night. And so I don't know that it stuck out as much as Whitney Houston's because I just remember the first pitch by him, and uh, and, and I almost remember more of the uh, what they sing during the seventh inning stretch. Was it "God Bless America" or "America the Beautiful"? God, the no, uh, it's "God Bless America." Yeah, and you know, then <laughs> then the debate that happens after that, and it would have been interesting to see if Twitter was around back then. To see people debating, no matter how beautiful it was, yeah, that song should be our national anthem. That's a lot better <laughs> song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, 
you know, obviously, um, you know, there's polarizing aspects of George Bush wearing the fireman's hat. Yeah. On the on the back of the fire truck in downtown Manhattan in the uh you know in in the drop zone in the uh of the of the World Trade Center saying, you know what, we all hear you. Somebody 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 chirped on him something about yelling at him and he's like, We hear you, we all hear you, the whole world hears you and you know, he just handled himself so Giuliani probably handled himself slightly better than George W. Uh, as a matter of fact, Giuliani could have ran for president that day if there would have been an election and would have won. Well, and remember, he was hated at that point in New York City. I know, I know. Which was strange. And, it, it turned the whole world around on him. And they all now love him, and he ended up being the right guy at the right time for the crisis that was, you yeah. know, nine eleven. I mean, he was just perfect. And... Uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know how we get off on all that, but it, well, it, let me ask. It, let me before we go, let me ask you so we can finish up this topic. Baseball was the sport that came back. The World Series after nine eleven, the Super Bowl after we first went to war with a Desert Storm. Would would football have been better to come back after nine eleven, or was baseball the right sport at that time? Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know that it matters. I don't, I, I really don't. I I think. I think I think the message was is that hey you're not going to stop us from doing what we do we're America and uh, you, you know you you kicked us in the nuts you, you knocked down the World Trade Center and you kicked us really 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 hard the nuts but you know what we're going to do we're going to keep going so I don't think it mattered I, I think because it happened to be September and you know whatever. You know the World Series getting under, or the baseball playoffs getting underway. I, it, it, it wouldn't have mattered, Mo. It, it, if it would have been the NFL, MLB, NBA, you know, either way, it, it was a sign that you know what, we're going to go on, we're going to keep going, and it made it just extra special because we were all waving our American flags big time. Hey, before uh, we're going to break, a, qu- a question from Twitter uh, from Kev L eighteen twenty six wants to know. As a lifelong Yankee hater, did you actually cheer for the Yankees that World Series? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> you un-American bastard. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I did not. I did not. I mean, I, I loved all the hoopla. I loved the fact that New York was a part of it. Yeah. yeah that It made it special that New York was a part of the World Series. But I would never root for the Yankees. And... <laughs> And uh, no, I'm not going to be fake, man. I'm I'm 100 percent real. World crisis or not, it doesn't matter. Screw you, Yankees. No, no. I mean, had the Yankees, you know, won that World Series, uh, that would have been absolutely phenomenal for New York, and that would have been a great story and a you know, a nice little healing thing. But think about it, Mo, really, seriously. I mean, I'm a diehard sports fan. I grew up in Detroit, Michigan. I'm a Pistons, Lions, Tigers, Red Wings, and then, of course, the University of Michigan Wolverines fan. And whenever they've won, it's always been part of a healing process. But just, I mean, even when they don't win, uh, even when when they give me 
something to do other than worry about what's going on. It's 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 a diversion. It's, yes. Uh, do, they always talk about the blue collar cities like Cleveland. Cleveland, for instance. <laughs> yeah, Those they've gone through it. I mean, that's the most that's the most miserable sports city as far as fans go. Yeah. Um, by far. And yep. and but even though that they've not had success, people forget about their problems and people forget about the fact that they don't make as much money as they should at work. And people forget about the world's troubles by following their team, by following football, baseball, basketball. That's why sports is so popular, because it's a diversion for people. It's something for people to go, all right, give me something else to think about um, so I don't think about how much my life sucks. Uh, And it can't be sex all the time. Sex is one of them. Sports is another. That's what it is. Well, you're, and you're 100% right because, I mean, you know, I've had a lot of personal struggles the last few months, and the one thing I look forward to every night, and I've told you this personally, uh, yeah. privately as well, is that I look forward to these two hours where we can sit and talk sports. Whether we agree or disagree, that's the one amazing thing about sports is there, you can have semblances of right in every argument on both sides. And it's, a, it's one of the things you can debate and have a blast with. I don't get pissed off arguing about sports. I, I enjoy the debate about it and the fact that, you're right, you can escape you know, for whatever, the, for the game, for the couple hours of listening to sports talk, for you and I debating at night, it, it's, uh, it's the ultimate way to get away from everything. Now, there's only a handful of things that make you forget about what, you know, what, what life is bringing you, uh, to make you forget about your troubles. And one of them is sex, and the other one is sports. <laughs> Those are the yeah. two. Yeah, and a lot of times the, the one that uh, gives you the sex is the one that's causing all the problems in your life. let's take a break and wrap up hour number one Uh, and then at the top of the hour at 8 o'clock we got Pete Dupree expert from the new Sentinel at P Dupremio D-I-P-R-I-M-I-O at P Dupremio on Twitter he'll let you know what's going on with the whole Caleb Swanigan transition the Bryson Scott departure uh, the Drew Brees big benevolent move All that's coming up at 8 o'clock with Pete DiPremio, uh, amongst other things that are coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. And we'll finish up hour number one next. Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports the Fan. Hey, we thank you very much for tuning in. Find us at thebssportsshow.com or indianasportsradio.com. Taking a break. Back next, it's the BS Sports Show. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... Oh... Um, Lollygag, it ain't for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen, answering the call, earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big-ass savings. I'd love some big-ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon. 30 cents a gallon? That's a big-ass discount. Big-ass discount. A really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem. Totally solves my big-ass problem. Yeah, look at that big-ass truck. And big-ass man. Hello, big-ass man. Shop Your Way members get big-ass savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. 
Meet the fuel-efficient Ford Focus. Along with great handling, the Focus also comes with Girls Night Out and Girls Night In and road trips and the scenic route and swimming and weekly car washes and making connections and unexpected speed dating. Only Ford gives you EcoBoost fuel economy and a whole lot more. With so many ands, where will you end up? The fuel-efficient Ford Focus. This is Gary Snyder from The Gary Snyder Show, and I have a couple of important questions for you. Do you need some extra cash, and do you have any scrap metal laying around? If you answered yes to either question, which we know you did, after all, this is Indiana, then you need to give Clarks a call today, 260-356-8314. That's 260-356-8314. Clarks wants all of your scrap metal, broken down appliances, old cars, computer parts, copper, aluminum, and even your old cell phones. If it's scrap and if it's metal, Clarks wants it, and they will pay top dollar for it. Clarks is located at 100 Heightsfield Street in Huntington, and they are open weekdays from 8 to 4.30 p.m. Or just give them a ring, 260-356-8314. That's 260-356-8314. Clarks, they want all of your scrap metal. Chapman's Brewing Company is Northeast Indiana's newest microbrewery. Located in Angola, Indiana, Chapman's is what it means to be local. Chapman's recently launched their American Ale Cider that is a unique combination of malted barley, Cascade hops, and fresh apple juice that appeals to both beer drinkers and cider lovers alike. It is truly more than a beer and more than a cider. Three sips and you'll understand why we love it too. Visit Chapman'sBrewing.com for a retailer nearest you. When you're looking for a new home, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market like the back of her hand? Natalie Letterly of United Country Natalie L. Real Estate can answer all questions about buying or selling a home, and she can provide valuable information that's important to your family. Natalie will provide you with a detailed summary of area schools, nearby amenities, and homeowner testimonials about the neighborhood of your choice. Call Natalie, 260-388-9588, and start looking for your new home today. It's the BS Sports Show. I'm not going to say that didn't deserve applause, because it did. Welcome back to this BS Sports Show. It is uh, Tuesday night. Last night, if you missed it, we were live at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North. Ben Smith was out there as well as Camry, our brand-new BS Sports Girl. And uh, if you're not there, I don't think the outfits that she wears, the pictures do it justice. Do you? Oh, no. Not, <laughs> not, not, not at all. That's a beautiful young lady, and uh, you need to... Uh, Make sure you get to Wrigley next time she's with us, whether it's uh, next Monday uh, or this Friday. You know, I don't, I'm not sure when she's going to be back with us, but she's a beautiful Monday. girl. We'll let you know. Is it going to be Monday? All right, yep. so Monday night. Monday night. Make sure you come out and say hi. And, and, you know, the cool thing about it is she's a cool chick, too. She's a regular chick, you know. She's, yeah. got, a little, she's got a little blondness to her, a little blondness. <laughs> I mean, most girls wow. do. 
Well, of course. But but she's fun to talk to, and she's real quick, and she's 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 awesome, man. And Ben was awesome last night too. He he just has a fun time chilling with us on the show, doesn't he? Right. Well, and the fact that uh, that Ben was on the stayed the whole time was really cool. And uh, if you're on Twitter now uh, on Periscope, we are on right now from the uh, home studio as well. At least from my home studio. You're actually uh, in Ohio tonight. But uh, we're uh, from the home studio here at my house. You can go on Periscope, uh, at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports a Fan, click on the link, and you can watch live and, uh, and comment, which is really cool. We, uh, we'll start taking some Periscope comments uh, on the show as well. Uh, coming up, uh, as you said, Pete DiPremio from the New Sentinel, who covers IU and Purdue. Uh, we'll talk about the big gift that Drew Brees gave. Plus, Caleb Swanigan had a, a good showing in the, uh, in the FIBA basketball the other day. Yeah, yeah, he sure did. He sure did. You know, Purdue's going to be a formidable foe in Big Ten play this year. That's for sure. Hey, I got to tell you, man, I, I watched the 30 for 30 today for the first yeah. time on I Hate Christian Leitner. Have you seen the I Hate Christian Leitner? Yes, yes I have. <laughs> you know, and, and when I saw that, I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, insert Tom Brady, insert LeBron James, insert yeah. Tiger Woods, you know, sure. th- those guys, those guys get to that level of success. Right. And and Christian Leitner never had a good NBA career. Uh, we're not going to make any bones about that. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he was an average NBA player. But he, he might be the greatest college player ever. And, yeah. and, and that's because he might have been the greatest college player or the last greatest college player to play four years. You know, they don't play four years anymore. So that just gave you more opportunities to hate Christian Leitner was the fact that he played four straight years at Duke, and Duke was always formidable in those four years. Well, and as a Michigan fan, I, you probably hated Christian Leitner more than a lot of people did, I would assume, right? Other than maybe Kentucky? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously we had our matchup, and obviously they beat us for that, you know, national championship, and and that the Fab Five were beat by Christian Leitner and Bobby Hurley. Uh, not only was that, you know, an important time in in sports history because of you know the Fab Five. You know, first off, trying to win a national championship as freshman, but then, you know, taking on um, you know All American Chris Christian Leitner and Bobby Hurley, and it was the good guys, bad guys. It was. It was the baggy shorts versus the preppy boys, and sure. you know, all you know that whole dichotomy. You know, it was the black starting five versus the largely white guys. I know Grant Hill was in there, but you know, Grant Hill might be one of the whitest black guys ever. <laughs> Grant Hill is one of the whitest black guys ever. Sure, yeah, that's that's what I think that's on the uh, the the synopsis on his Twitter account. Grant Hill, <laughs> the whitest black guy ever. I mean, seriously, you know what I mean? I mean. It was, he he was the rich kid. He was the kid that was the son of the NFL star, Calvin Johnson. He was the kid with the silver spoon in his mouth. So, believe it or not, you know, of everybody on that preppy Duke team uh, that that featured Christian Leitner, you know, in the greatest Duke years were the Christian Leitner years. Um, you know, Christian Leitner was a, was a blue-collar kid from Buffalo, New York, and and Grant Hill was a rich kid, the son of an NFL star, living large, and you know uh, that was the dichotomy of that team. But 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 the Fab Five were on the pulse of of 
what America was transitioning to, you know, the hip hop transition for America and and the baggy shorts and the black socks and and, and they were they were they weren't only good, they were in style. And, and yeah. That's true. That was the dichotomy there. You know, I, I had a uh, we're on the Periscope app right now. Uh, if you uh, have that, you can follow along. Uh, you can see it on uh, at BS Sports Fan or at Mo Radio Show. I had somebody on Twitter just ask if uh, they say you, I look older, but my apartment looks like that of a 21 year old. <laughs> <laughs> because it's if you're looking right now, it's pretty empty other than a rocking chair with a Cubs blanket over it, and uh, that's about it. You can tell that uh, someone has just moved out of here because everything else is gone. The television. Everything else, other than the uh, person who asked if the high chair is where I set to eat. Yeah, My apartment's well, pretty. It's pretty empty. It's a bachelor lifestyle. You, you know, you know how that goes. You know, I, when I you're older, and, and somebody def- moves out. You know, <laughs> things look empty because evidently I owned nothing in this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> no furniture, no television, nothing. Even most of my clothes are gone. I don't know what the hell's going on here. <laughs> well, uh, I, have a, I have a good friend of mine that. They got a divorce and lost everything in the divorce. And and he was like, take it all. Take everything. Just get out. Just go. I'm happy. Take everything I own. I'll start from scratch with the, you know, the clothes on my back and just go. So well, that, but, almost, that happened here. You would think with, you know, with me being the only one that worked that, you know, most of the stuff I would own. But by looking at my apartment right now, if you're watching on Periscope, I didn't own nothing other than this awful <laughs> rocky chair with this gum blanket over it. And, and, and the, uh, and the, uh, the computer here, which you know, when you're a single guy in, in your 30s or 40s, that's all you really need is the computer and an internet hookup. Yeah, all's good. All is hey, good. look, look at look at the positive. I mean, you know, you your place isn't cluttered. <laughs> yes, yes. You're always a glass half full guy. You're right. My place is not cluttered, and I'm not cluttered by all of all of her crap that I paid for. You are correct, sir. <laughs> yeah. How, how can anybody bitch about your decor when there is no decor? That that is true. There is, there is some. There's like, I, I kept for some reason. I I don't know how I got it unless she hasn't seen it yet. I got her pregnancy pillow, which is dude. You want to talk about the best pillow in the world to sleep on in bed if you're a dude? Get one of those pregnancy pillows. Those things are awesome. No oh, wait a minute. Awesome. So what makes a pregnancy pillow a pregnancy pillow? Okay, it's like a body pillow, but it's con- it's contoured differently. So it's uh it's uh. It's oh. put the rest of their belly on sideways, like when they've gotten in those latter months. Oh. So it's more comfortable. Oh. But, man, cuddling up with it as a dude, it's perfect for every part of, of your body as well. <laughs> That's so hilarious. All right, we're going to sneak a break in, and we're going to come back, finish up our number one, and we're going to get Pete DePremio on with us. He's a new Sentinel writer, covers Purdue. Lots to get to with regard to uh, Purdue athletics, whether it's Drew Brees' benevolence or whether it's um, the changing of the guard, if you will, with Bryson Scott leaving Matt Painter's Boilermakers and uh, Caleb Swanigan deciding to go to Purdue, decommitting from Michigan State. Oh, so much to talk uh, about with Purdue with Pete Premio. So stick around. That's coming up around 8 o'clock or so, give or take. But we'll wrap up our number one next. Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports The Fan. We're on Facebook as well. And taking a break, coming back next with the BS Sports Show.
Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Motime, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. It's the BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Motime's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in Central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, $8.50 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North every Monday and Friday night. When you're looking for a new home, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market like the back of her hand? Natalie Letterly of United Country Natalie L. Real Estate can answer all questions about buying or selling a home, and she can provide valuable information that's important to your family. Natalie will provide you with a detailed summary of area schools, nearby amenities, and homeowner testimonials about the neighborhood of your choice. Call Natalie, 260-388-9588, and start looking for your new home today. It's the BS Sports Show. It gives crappy people a chance to sort themselves out. Welcome back to this BS Sports Show. It is a Tuesday night. Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at BS Sports Fan, at Billy Elvis, at Mo Radio Show. And uh, if you're on the Periscope app, which you can find from uh, our Twitter account, you can kind of see what's going on uh, during the show and uh, during the breaks. And uh, just have some fun. I just gave a tour of my, my sad uh, refrigerator that doesn't have, uh, doesn't have uh, a lot uh, in it. And, uh, and, uh, but vodka and beer and butter. That's the uh, all you really need, I guess, is a bachelor. Is the beer, the vodka, and the butter. Uh, and it didn't have a lot of empty stuff in my refrigerator, I guess. But if you're following during the commercial break on on Periscope, you get uh, got a little tour. Uh, you know, we get uh, getting close to to football training camps. Does training camp excite you anymore in the NFL? I mean, is is it really anything of, other than hoping that God that your your star players don't get hurt? I think that's the biggest thing you worry about with uh, training camp is. The injury report. It's like, don't get hurt, you know. I mean, when you start to see the injuries pile up in training camp is when you start getting 
but otherwise, you know, nothing else matters to me uh, with regard to training camp, other than keep an eye on the injury report and is everybody progressing, you know, on schedule or not. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's going to be uh, an exciting one, I think, this year for for uh, not only Lions fans but for Colts fans as well. The Lions seeing what uh, you know what they've got uh, on defense still, uh, you know, with the the exit of Indomitian Sue. Uh, or, you know, another year, I'm excited more, I think, for the offense, another year uh, with Golden Tate, uh, you know, another year closer to working with Calvin Johnson. You know, can he be the, the that prolific number two guy that can take some pressure off Calvin Johnson? And then uh, you got to be excited at running back this year uh, in Detroit with, uh, you know, a pretty good rookie coming in there. Yeah. I mean, Amir Abdullah coming on board is what – we kind of hoped we'd get from Reggie Bush and Reggie Bush had some moments of greatness, but Reggie Bush's days are done. And so that makes sense to me. And, uh, you know, Amir Abdullah is going to be what we had hoped Reggie Bush would be when we uh, acquired Reggie Bush two years ago. And uh, hopefully he stays healthy. You know, I started to have this thought, maybe we can ask, you know, Phil B or, uh, or Reggie Hayes here at some point, but I, I was thinking today, you know, the Colts went kind of away from where they needed to go, I think, in the draft, in the first round, drafting the receiver. They brought in uh, uh, Chris Carter's boy from Canada who had some problems at Alabama and at, uh, at Ohio State. Do you think the Colts are trying to find somebody to replace T.Y. Hilton because they're looking at the fact they're going to have to sign T.Y. Hilton, Dwayne Allen, uh, Anthony Constanzo, Kobe Fleener, and Andrew Luck, and T.Y. Hilton are all contracts are due after this year. Are, are the Colts, do you think, at this point, with all these offensive weapons that they brought in, looking to replace T.Y. Hilton in case he has to be a casualty? I mean, you always... But then again, you always have to go into the into the negotiations with uh, the mindset, you know, who are you dealing with? I mean, and and by that I mean, are you dealing with someone that's only trying to cash in, or are you trying to deal with someone that you know, likes their scenario, meaning they like being a Colt. They're willing to negotiate. They'll, you know, they could take more money elsewhere, but they might want to stay here. You know, it, it all comes down to the negotiations. And, and, and we all know the Colts have some tough choices to make. And every year, every team has to deal with the salary cap. And the salary cap with, you know, the thought that it's trying to create parity in the NFL has actually taught certain teams how to be absolutely fantastic money managers. And, you know, almost every year we look at successful teams, especially the Patriots, and say, how are they letting him go? Or how are they, how how can they make, you know, Teddy Bruschi a casualty? And, um, you know, they're loyal, but they're also loyal to themselves, and they're like, hey, you know, loyalty gets you nothing as far as championships goes. We've got to balance a salary cap. Teddy Bruschi's going to be too expensive. We'll get somebody younger and cheaper on defense, and we'll make it happen. And and teams that have been successful over the last couple of decades with regard to the salary cap, teams like the Patriots, uh, and to a certain degree, the Colts. But then again, the Colts have not had to deal with the salary cap since Peyton Manning left. Peyton Manning left, and that was the absolute turnaround in financial trouble for Jim Irsay and the Colts because they've had absolutely no financial trouble. 
because they've been successful with younger, cheaper guys. Right, but, but they're like about to get into that out, era. Mo, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. As you point out, Mo, all these younger, cheaper guys are due to their are, are due their payday, and and that's where it gets tricky. I think a guy though, like you know, and Sharaki talked about talking with Andrew Luck when he was in town last week. I think a guy like Andrew Luck understands maybe better. You know, Peyton Manning, for his ego, wanted to be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL and was never right. willing to restructure like Tom Brady has. Has Tom Brady kicked off an era where top flight quarterbacks who have a good thing are willing to take less money to keep that good thing around them? You know, Russell Wilson's a guy uh, who wants paid and paid a lot, but if the Seahawks do that, that good team uh, around him will start to start to, to disintegrate. And Russell Wilson's whole thing about him is about winning. So for his brand, if he's not winning there in Seattle, that hurts his brand. Is he willing to take less money uh, as well to keep this around him? And, and with Andrew Luck, you know, I think he's a guy that might be like that. But, you know, T.Y. Hilton he wasn't regarded coming out of college as a, as a big-name player. And now he's got a chance to cash in. He's one of those guys like Pierre Garçon was, I think, you know, who went off to Washington to cash in. T.Y. Hilton could be a guy because he hadn't expected to, who maybe goes somewhere else to cash in, and maybe the Colts with Dorsett, who they'll have control of for four years, and uh, with Brandon Carter's boy, that maybe they're looking in case they have to replace T.Y. Hilton. Well, and another example is Ndamukong Sue, who probably right. you know, had the best free agent period of any free agent this past offseason. And, you know, he, he, he probably had a better chance to win in, in Detroit uh, that's not guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed in the NFL when teams can go from first to last year in yeah. and year out. But, you know, he, they were a formidable defense in Detroit. He, instead of taking a decided to cash in, he's going to Miami. So, you know, and Su is going to battle that the rest of his career. Did he make the right choice? Did he do the right thing? Well, if Miami wins a Super Bowl in the next two years with Ndamukong Su, then yeah, he did the right thing. But if they don't, then it's going to be, well, he just decided to cash in instead of being loyal to the team. And, you know, we can be critical as fans. Uh, we're always going to be critical as fans because we're talking about, you know, people that make three, four, five times as much money as we do. But, but they're no different than us. You know, and Dominican Sue is absolutely entitled to say, I am entitled to go get as much money as I possibly can because I am the best at my position at what I do. He's entitled to do that. We, yeah. as, fan, we as fans will be critical and say, oh, what a bad teammate. Oh, he doesn't care about being a, a team player. Oh, and Dominican Sue cares about us as himself. Well, you know what? Look yourself in the mirror and tell me you wouldn't do the same thing if you had a chance to get a big, giant, $220 million contract with the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, and I have less problem with it in football because the contracts aren't guaranteed. So right. in football, it, it doesn't bother me as much because those guys should go get all the money they can while they can because it's such a violent, uh, you know, physically uh, 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 taxing game that when football players do it, it doesn't bother me. Now, if they had guaranteed contracts, it, it would irk the hell out of me, but Baseball and basketball and hockey is where it tends to bother me more because the, the contracts are guaranteed. And, uh, but, you know, I guess it's, it's easier in the NFL. You have to not really count on loyalty there because you want what's best for your team. Had Jimmer say, right. hold on to Peyton Manning, the Colts would have sucked the last three years because they would have had, they would have had Peyton and Andrew Luck, and it, it wouldn't have been a great team. You couldn't have put players around Andrew Luck to grow. So you have to, you have to kind of disconnect yourself from loyalty 
as an NFL fan. You, you just have to. Yeah, no question about it. It's just part of the game. And, and the biggest part of the game today, uh, especially in the off season, is the guy that balances the budget, is the guy that's responsible for team salary and, and salary cap uh, uh, compliance and, and all of that because it's unbelievable. You know, you, you, you want to make your Tom Brady's and your Aaron Rodgers and, and your Drew Brees is happy, but then again, you also have to negotiate with those guys to say, hey, look, I could give you a max deal. But that means you have no receivers. So the team kind of turns it around on the players and puts it back on them and says, all right, here's the deal. We've got 56, whatever, whatever the salary cap, 56, 58 million, whatever the salary cap is. I can't give it all to you, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, whoever, because then you wouldn't have any teammates. So they find ways to restructure they find ways to reward these guys via bonus, and they find ways to make it all happen. And you know, whoever the uh, the, the 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 budget balancer is for a team is probably more important than the overall general manager and talent scout is, because balancing the budget for a team and make it all work is is probably one of the hardest things to do in sports anymore. No question. Yeah, being a cap guy would not be a, a fun job. It's you no. know, a lot of long, sleepless nights if you're a cap guy in the NFL. Yeah, no question. And, and that's why Moneyball was such a huge success, trying to figure out how to compete in this world uh, when you're not the New York Yankees or the L.A. Dodgers and have unlimited payrolls, you know, and Billy Bean's approach of, you know, crunching numbers and, and, and the whole Moneyball thing, it's kind of, it's kind of gone around in sports, and they've kind of had to in an effort to make parity occur, uh, you know, make these guys be experts at balancing budgets. Uh, and ultimately what it does is it keeps these salaries from being way, way, way too inflated. Because if there wasn't a salary cap, how much money do you think Peyton Manning signs for Denver for? Or how much does Tom Brady make this year? If there's no salary cap, well, I mean, you know, it, it would and, be yeah. ridiculous. And the fun one would be, what what is LeBron worth with no salary cap? Seventy five right. million a year. Right. I mean, what is right. LeBron worth with no salary cap? Right. But then nobody could afford to go to the damn games. Right, right. And that's the thing; they would try to get it back somehow, some way. So you got seventy five dollar beers waiting for you at the queue. Uh, in getting Cleveland. close. Getting close. <laughs> Uh, not to mention the the two hundred dollar parking. You got to take out a, a loan to get a parking spot uh, well, outside a major league venue. It's like that some places. Yeah, it's like that. Like I when know. I go to Chicago to, to to Wrigley, I park downtown in a cheaper lot and take the train. I'm not exactly. going to pay dollars to park by the stadium. Screw that. In Detroit, you have to for safety. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> no question. <laughs> All right, we're going to sneak a break, and hour number two uh, is uh, underway, and we've got Pete to premio. Uh, we're going to talk a little uh, Purdue athletics. There's definitely some storylines via the Purdue Boilermakers, and they definitely have national implications as well. So uh, that's our, our our next segment, Pete to premio at P to premio on Twitter, a new Sentinel Purdue writer, plus uh, lots of other aspects in the world of sports to get to on this Tuesday night edition of the BS Sports Show. Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports The Fan. There's Facebook pages uh, pages for all of us as well. And uh, we'll be back next with Pete DiPremio on the BS Sports Show. 
Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. It's the BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at McDuffRealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, 850 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show, weekdays 7 to 9, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown, North. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... Oh. Um... Lollygagging ain't for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen, answering the call, earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big-ass savings. I'd love some big-ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon. 30 cents a gallon? That's a big-ass discount. Big-ass discount. A really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem. Totally solves my big-ass problem. Dad, look at that big-ass truck. Big-ass man. Hello, big-ass man. Shop your way, members. Get big-ass savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. Meet the fuel-efficient Ford Focus. Along with great handling, the Focus also comes with Girls' Night Out and Girls' Night In. And road trips. And the scenic route. And swimming. And weekly car washes. And making connections. And unexpected speed data. Only Ford gives you EcoBoost fuel economy and a whole lot more. With so many ands, where will you end up? The fuel-efficient Ford Focus. This is Gary Snyder from the Gary Snyder Show. And I have a couple of important questions for you. Do you need some extra cash? And do you have any scrap metal laying around? If you answered yes to either question, which we know you did, after all, this is Indiana, then you need to give Clarks a call today, 260-356-8314. That's 260-356-8314. 
Clarks wants all of your scrap metal. Broken down appliances, old cars, computer parts, copper, aluminum, and even your old cell phones. If it's scrap and if it's metal, Clarks wants it and they will pay top dollar for it. Clarks is located at 100 Heightsfield Street in Huntington and they are open weekdays from 8 to 4.30 p.m. Or just give them a ring, 260-356-8314. That's 260-356-8314. Clarks, they want all of your... So much more than just a show. It's life itself. It is everything. It's the BS Sports Show. Welcome back to the BS Sports Show. Thanks so much for joining us. Tuesday night edition. You can find us on Twitter at BS Sports the Fan, at Mo Radio Show, at Billy Elvis, and uh, you can check us out on the Periscope app. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter as well as we get ready to talk uh, with Pete DePremio from the New Sentinel, at Pete DePremio on Twitter. Uh, Pete, uh, thanks for joining us again, man. It's good to talk to you again. Well, thanks for having me. And yes, it is. It's uh, it, even even in the off season. It's never off season in college sports, and certainly isn't with Purdue. Yeah, this has been a, a pretty major off season for the Purdue Bowlermakers, especially with their basketball team. Uh, what's the excitement level like uh, in West Lafayette right now? Well, it's very high. Basketball season can't start soon enough. In fact, I'm wrapping up a story on. Uh, Rayfield Davis for uh, for tomorrow's paper uh, where he talks a little bit about the, the, their pump. He's talking championship. He's talking Big Ten championship, getting to the Final Four. Uh, all, all these things seem possible. Purdue has a lot of guys back from last year. They've got Caleb Swanigan, who's one of the top recruits in the nation. they got Johnny Hill, who's a point guard, fifth-year senior transfer from Texas Arlington. So they seem to have they got A.J. Hammonds back, who could have tried the NBA. So, so they seem to have everything they need to make a real strong postseason run. So uh, optimism is extremely high. We're talking with Pete DiPremio from the News Sentinel. He joins us talking to uh, Purdue and NIU sports. Uh, Caleb Swanigan, is, almost like, is it like for Matt Painter, kind of how it was for David Blatt, the coach of the Cavaliers? He takes a job as the coach of the Cavaliers, and all of a sudden uh, LeBron James falls in his lap. Uh, Matt Painter, I don't know uh, that he expected to get Caleb Swanigan. Then he commits to Michigan State, and all of a sudden, uh, Caleb Swanigan falls in the lap of the Purdue Bowlermakers. Is it uh, a similar situation for Matt Painter? I mean, he's got to be excited, but uh, he wasn't really planning on Caleb Swanigan after he after he commits to Michigan State. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, after he committed, yeah, things look grim. But then Matt, when I talked to Matt oh, a couple weeks ago, he, he talked about that he was hearing a buzz that maybe the commitment wasn't firm. And then when Caleb decided that it was was not firm and he would reopen it, then Purdue became an instant major player in that. Um, but this is this is big. Uh, you know, Caleb's a top 15 re- recruit. Uh, Matt's never had a guy like that. Um, I think maybe the highest was uh, each one more was in the 30s, something like that. So, so Caleb is big, and he's getting some great experience with the U19 national team, getting ready to play in in Greece. So he's um, he's a huge presence. And he's not the only one, and he will be a freshman. So there's going to be some adjustment, but he has talent around him. So it's not like Caleb would have to have all this pressure on. Uh, having to, to, to dominate everything. No, they got plenty of talent there, and Caleb will play a huge role in the uh, in Purdue's success. Uh, you know, A.J. Hammond sticking around helps a, a ton. Uh, and Caleb, I don't know if it was the pressure of, of making the decision and not uh, then getting out of it, uh, but, you know, he, he struggled a little bit in some of the uh, the, the play, the uh, all-star play he had, and then, but had 16 points last night. 
now that this is all over for Caleb, the deciding where he's going to go, can he get back to improving and being the Caleb Swanigan we saw dominate uh, at Homestead High School last year? Oh yeah, but you know that was high school level. Now, now he's playing against uh, you know higher level of competition, and it'll be even higher once the college season starts. So he's going to have some adjustments to make, and he's going to have to work on some things. But he's a very strong passer. He's obviously a very strong rebounder. Um, I think he'll be fine. And as long as if he doesn't press, and I don't think he will, and Matt will break him in uh, right, and uh, understanding that uh, that it takes a little bit of time. So I think he's going to be fine. Uh, but he shouldn't look to to dominate and be a double double. I mean that would be nice. Is right. that realistic as a college freshman? Probably not. Uh, yeah, he has the potential down the road, certainly to do. AJ Hammond's coming back for Purdue this year. Obviously, uh, huge uh, for Purdue alone with their team. But how big is that now for the development of Caleb Swanigan? Can uh, can they attach at the hip and uh, and, and uh, AJ walk uh, Caleb through getting through this first season as a freshman? I mean, AJ will certainly help him. But but remember, they play two different positions, at least at Purdue, where AJ Hammond right. and a- Isaac Cost. Their center, and uh, whereas uh, Caleb is more of a power forward, and probably w- will be uh, at the next level, assuming he gets there. So, but but AJ will definitely show him the ropes. Will show him inside moves. Will provide leadership. Uh, and, and really, AJ did a great job with Isaac Hoskins passive, and in terms of helping, and Isaac will help him too. So, so Caleb uh, is going to get effective coaching. He's going to get effective, you know, teammate leadership and learning. It, it's it's the perfect situation for him, which I suspect is why he decided to become a Boilermaker. Uh, IPFW got some uh, exciting news uh, w- with a transfer uh, from Purdue, who obviously have to sit out a season. But uh, what happened with the with the uh, the transfer from Purdue to IPFW? We don't see that uh, happen a whole lot, uh, especially uh, you know from uh, Purdue to, to IPFW. Uh, what, what was the story behind the, the transfer? Well, uh, you know, uh, Bryson is, was looking for the right fit. And, and for a variety of reasons, it didn't quite work out that well. And, uh, uh, you know, Bryson looked at some other options. He looked at Jacksonville. He looked at uh, Wisconsin. He looked at IUPY. And I think when everything finally settled, he thought IU was IPFW was the, the perfect fit for him. In a lot of ways, it is. He's going to be able to be a combo guard, whereas at Purdue, he, he was pretty much locked into a point guard role. Um Bryson will be able to do a few more things, and he was able to with the Boilers. The one thing, though, he's going to have to do is play strong, consistent defense, and he struggled with that at Purdue, and I'm not totally sure why, but Bryson is totally physically capable of playing strong defense, and if he gets that strong defense with his offense, uh, he could have an outstanding two seasons at IPFW. Talking with Pete DePremio from the New Sentinel, who covers both IU and Purdue for the New Sentinel. Uh, Drew Brees, the uh, New Orleans Saints quarterback, former Purdue uh, quarterback, made a uh, uh, another large donation, this time to the athletic department. Uh, how does Purdue use that money to uh, benefit the Purdue athletes? Well, they're, they're in the process. They have this, this master plan, if you want to call it, in terms of how, how do you get the Purdue back to like Rose Bowl caliber team. And one of the things, of course, would be facilities. So he, uh, uh, Drew is donating $1 million, and it could be used in a variety of ways. Uh, they're going to improve the uh, south end zone. I'm not sure if that's been locked in on, on how that money will be used. Uh, in 2007, Drew and his wife, Brittany, had donated $2 million to an academic center, so that was catered to that. This one is kind of up in the air. There's going to be other money um, donated. So, so Ross 8 Stadium needs, needs some improvement. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure there, there's a variety of facility things that will be tweaked, and I'm sure uh, Drew's money will go towards that. Um, and it's big; it's a million dollars. <laughs> Certainly, Drew can afford it. He's, he's still in the midst. I think he's getting close to wrapping up a five-year, hundred million-dollar contract. 
so he has the money to spend, and he wants to help uh, help Purdue do it. Now we saw another sizable uh, donation for uh, Indiana Athletics from Mark Cuban, uh, a five million dollar donation. What uh, some big things uh, on uh, in store for the IU Athletic Department with the Cuban donation? Yeah, no, that was less facility. It really is not a facility. It's like a multimedia center. I think it's called like like a, the um, yeah, a media center. And the the main thing with that is some really cool technology, some virtual reality, some uh, uh, just the ability to to really. It's kind of like uh, as opposed to before when you just watch game film. Now you can actually immerse yourself in in, in game oh, wow. film. You can see it from multiple angles. You'll be able to just because you, you'll have, like, the goggles in place, you'll have headphones. So instead of, say, watching Michigan's defense on film, now it's as if you're almost like a giant video game where you can you can be part of it again, and that will help in terms of recruiting. It will help in terms of a lot of things. Also be able to televise in, in, in almost like in virtual reality because they're going to hook up a bunch of cameras in Assembly Hall and at Memorial Stadium. So it will enhance the national broadcast. Uh, of IU basketball home home basketball games, much like they did with the Super Bowl, they did some things. So I, I use going to be at, at the forefront of that. Nobody at the college level yet, although people will soon join in, has done it. So five million dollars is for that, and Mark Cuban was extremely excited, and uh, and he's hoping to use this to uh, teach people so that he can hire them because he's using it in his own business. You know, it, it's very cool these donations. Is Assembly Hall? I haven't been in in the locker rooms of Assembly Hall in a long time. But, you know, I, I was watching a piece on Nebraska, and, and their locker room and their basketball facilities are amazing. And I, I'm sure they do that because it's harder to get some of the top-notch recruits there. But it, are, are IU and Purdue with their facilities, are they behind a, a place like Nebraska where it has, you know, top-notch facilities? Cuban has done that in Dallas. Uh, does that hurt them when it comes to recruiting guys of over Michigan or Michigan State or Kentucky? Do, do the older facilities hurt uh, IU and Purdue, or, or have they done a lot to upgrade those for their men's basketball team? No, no, they, they both upgraded their facilities. Um, Purdue just recently wrapped up one, so, so they're fine. And IU is renovating Assembly Hall as we speak for $40 million. So it's all busted up, um, and when it'll be done, it'll be it'll be uh, you know state-of-the-art. They can't totally destroy it like maybe they should, but they're right. certainly going to renovate it. Um, and, and they've got uh, some outstanding facilities um, with Cook Hall, and talking about Indiana now, which is their, their basketball practice facility, which is joined to Assembly Hall. So... So they have no, they don't take a backseat to anyone. And the same with Purdue. Again, they've renovated their stuff and their facility and, and locker rooms and practice facility. So, so from a from a facility standpoint, Purdue and Indiana are right with anybody in the country. Talking with Pete DePremio from the New Sentinel covering IU and Purdue. Uh, you know, normally we've, we've talked about uh, IU basketball players in trouble with the law, but the uh, IU football team. I mean, this is a pretty major thing when a, a guy actually being a, 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 seemed like a pretty big time drug dealer on that football team. Uh, he, he's been dismissed already, but uh, what does the IU program do to to move forward? Uh, you know, he was a le- leading tackler, right? Their leading tackler uh, is gone from the team. Yeah, he was their leading tackler last year. He was safety. Uh, he was a big part. He was a potential All Big Ten player. Uh, he was one of the more highly regarded recruits that Kevin Wilson has, has ever signed at Indiana. Um, so this is a big blow from a football standpoint, but but you know more importantly, it's a big blow for what uh, who has appeared to be an outstanding young man who made a horrible decision, and uh, for a variety of, of of reasons, and I'm, I'm sure you know he, he understands that more than anybody. So his he's looking at multiple years in prison. 
I don't know that that will happen. I don't know what kind of leeway the judge, judge has if he's convicted of all these things. But, yeah, it was, uh, you know, he's arrested for selling heroin, meth, and cocaine. And uh, there's also a handgun in the apartment when they when they got all this. So there's a class two felonies, like the worst felonies that you can have. So he's, he's in a world of hurt. And I know the IU coaching staff is in a hurt for him because they really did like him and they really fought a lot of him. Uh, for whatever reason, sometimes young men make really bad decisions, but this was a unbelievably bad decision, far worse than, than anything else that has happened at IU in a long, long time. Obviously, as you said, an awful decision. Does this feed into where the with the NCAA and paying players are? I mean, are, are players to the point where they're they're that struggling for cash that some of these guys, you know, we've seen guys involved in robberies, uh, guys involved in the selling of drugs. Is is it go to this bigger issue that uh, a lot of the athletes that uh, where the school makes a lot of money, they're, they're de- almost destitute. No, 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 no. This is a whole for a different thing. This is poor choices, probably uh, uh, hanging around with the wrong people. This has nothing. Now you can obviously justify that if you want, but no, no, this, this was not a, uh, um, a thing about that. He wasn't getting money. Plus uh, college athletes starting August 1st, will be able to get uh an extra three to five thousand dollars for cost of attendance. So so this is not this has nothing to do with uh with that. This has everything to do with, with making a really bad really bad choice and gonna have to suffer the consequences. With the the continued uh, IU players, both football and basketball players in the news, at some point will IU athletic director Fred Glass be uh will his job be in jeopardy? Oh, I mean I'm sure that you know if you look at accountability, um you know, you can look at the head coaches. You can look at the athletic director. So, so sure, there, this is this is part of it. If stuff like continues, um, you know, all sorts of people's jobs are online. So, so there's a lot at stake. Uh, but it fundamentally starts with the players. They have to do the right thing, and they have to be good teammates. Which sometimes means, um, if you see a teammate doing something dumb, you, you have to not only talk to them but get them to stop. I mean, so, somebody needed to have talked to Antonio Allen because uh, I'm sure people knew about it. And, right. and convince him to save himself from doing something dumb. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, yeah, it, it could, but I, I, I don't think it'll get to that level. Um, I think IU, once these things happen, they, they handle it appropriately. But uh, yes, this is a, this is a problem that needs to be stopped or needs to stop now. When you look at, at the vetting process it, with the NFL, with draftees, it, it, they they go through a pretty hefty vetting process. Same with the NBA. When it comes to college recruiting, everybody wants to score the big-time five-star athletes. Is, is there much of a vetting process that these players go through, or is it you do anything you can to score the best recruits you can, and you worry about what happens later? Is, it, is there need to be more of an uh, investigative uh, vetting process for these recruits in college now as well? Oh, I'm sure there's. I know there's a. Not I'm sure. I know there's a vetting process, and and they get to understand the young man, and they they, they talk to the players, the recruits, uh, people around them, um, and they could certainly do more. Um, they, they could certainly do more. Is this, uh, you know, how much more you can do? I don't know. Uh, again, I, I kind of look at it that this is more on on the players. They have to do the right thing. If, if they're incapable of that, then then, then they need to cut them loose. And um, you know, Antonio Allen had a great opportunity, and he has blown. And uh, so, yes, you, you can you can you can certainly vet these players a lot more and really get get a handle on them. Sometimes it's kind of like, okay, let's bring them into a structured environment, even if they, they had some rough, you know, things going on in high school, sure. and we can mold them into young men and do all those things. So, so you, you know, there's constant balance 
and you can look at that both uh, not only socially but academically. Are, are they ready for this? So uh, ultimately, though, I, I look at it, it's, it's the player's responsibility to act right. You know, you can only do so much as a coach. You can only be around them so much. So, so these guys, the players have to police themselves, uh, both from a teammate standpoint and then as an individual standpoint. Pete, before I let you go, could this be one of the biggest years in the state of Indiana in college basketball in a while? I mean, Notre Dame had a great run last year. Purdue looks to have a huge year. IU's got some exciting recruits and some exciting guys returning. Could this be one of the biggest years of Indiana college basketball that we've seen in a while? Oh, yeah, and I'm not totally sure what Notre Dame has back, um, but obviously they're coming off a strong year. But, yes, Indiana and Purdue potentially, you know, Big Ten championships, uh, Final Four teams. I mean, there's the potential there. Now, whether they do that or not, we'll, we'll see. But both teams have uh, uh, all things are possible for them. So, so yes, this could be the kind of year the years that they had, or the kind of year that they had when Gene Katie and Bob Knight were in their prime, you know, winning championships, uh, top ten teams, uh, national implications uh, when they play, which they only play, I believe, once this year. But uh, that's another story. Uh, quick question from Twitter before we let you go. Uh, at Four Sports Cards IT wants to know. Uh, do Bob Knight or Gene Cady have any involvement with their former universities at all at this point? Gene Cady does. Bob Knight does not. You know, the Gene Cady has been the games, and he's still welcome there. He was, uh, you know, for a while there, he was helping out at St. John's. Um, but, yes, Gene has, is a still a solid presence at Purdue. Bob Knight, uh, he has cut ties. I, you would love to have him back, uh, but Knight is not interested. So that's where that well, stands. Will it ever be fixed, do you think? Can there ever be a a, a truce, uh, an olive branch extended that Bob Knight will uh, accept? Because, I mean, you know, for most people, uh, you know, my age and our age, the, you know, the Bob Knight era of IU basketball was what, the, you know, was the biggest era that they've ever had. Will there ever be a, a, a repairing of that relationship ever, do you think? Well, that's up to Bob Knight. I mean, IU has extended multiple olive branches. So, and a lot of the people that, that Knight was upset with are no longer affiliated with the university. So it's up to... to tonight and i can't speak for him history suggests that he doesn't forgive or forget so it would be unlikely but anything is possible um but i i really don't see it happening having said that you know who knows tomorrow they could do it but i i think it's extremely unlikely that night will ever forgive pete uh, as always we uh we enjoy when you come on at peter premio on twitter and then tomorrow, the uh, article, you have uh, the uh, interview with uh, with uh, Mr. Davis from Purdue. And then what else are you working on for the near future? Oh, a little bit of notes on um, Purdue football in terms of the Drew Brees thing, in terms of the Jalen Robinson thing. Also, they have seven commitments So uh, on that. And then working on something with Kyle Schwarber, the IU base, former IU baseball player, who's now uh, looking like he's going to be a full-time Chicago Cub pretty soon. So he's playing well. So, so those things will be coming in the next – Couple of also, the NBA draft, John Octius used to play at Purdue. Um, I got a story on him, too, and what his prospects are getting drafted potentially on Thursday. Yeah, somebody uh, – I've seen more than one person mention now that uh, maybe the Indiana Pacers are in play in the second round. Is that uh, that a possibility for Mr. Octius? Possible. I, I talked to John, and he, uh, he worked, he's worked out for the Pacers. He's worked out with, uh, with five teams, and the Pacers, I believe the first round they look for a big man, and the second round they look for kind of a point guard. And John uh, showed at Purdue that he could, you know, he, he could play point guard. That really wasn't his position previously in college, but he made a rapid adjustment. He has to show that he can hit the, some shots, as the NBA teams need him to be able to hit some perimeter shots. But he plays strong defense. He hustles. He has a great attitude. He's a great guy. So it's possible. I mean, we'll, we'll see. More than likely, he'll have to do some uh, 
some uh, summer summer league stuff and maybe have to slowly work his way in. And he's fine with that. He understands that he's kind of done that this, this whole year. So, but it's certainly possible Pacers can make him a second round pick. Yeah, you know, it'd be great to uh, if if uh, if it so has to be that uh, to see him in Fort Wayne playing with the Mad Ants next year to start his uh, career to ascend the NBA would would be quite all right too. I'd love to see. I love a guy that hustles. I mean, there's just uh, there's no. There's there's no funner thing to watch I think in basketball than a guy who just hustles his ass off. I, I love uh, and I love that about Matthew Dellavedova in the finals and, and the way John Octius plays would be it would be a pleasure to see him uh, play up close and personal again. Pete, as always, uh, it's great when you join us. We get uh, so much out of it, so much information at Peter Premio on Twitter. Have a great week, my friend, and we look forward to seeing the uh, the interview with uh, tomorrow in the paper. Okay, take care. There you go. That's Peter Premio from the New Sentinel. Uh, Billy on a on a siesta on a hiatus, or uh, drinking uncontrollably. One of the two. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll find out. More of the BS show, BS Sports Show live, uh, indianasportsradio.com, Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana. Uh, you can find us uh, anywhere you can want to listen, on your phone, on your computer, in your car, uh, at thebsportshow.com. Taking a quick break. We'll be right back. you listen to the BS Sports Show. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. It's the BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, $8.50 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet head coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's head coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekday 7 to 9 and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North every Monday and Friday night. It's the BS Sports Show. It gives crappy people a chance to sort themselves out. Welcome back to the BS Sports Show. Thank you so much for joining us Tuesday night uh, on Twitter at BS Sports the Fan, at Billy Ellis, at Mo Radio Show. TheBSSportsShow.com. You can find out all the ways you can listen to us via your phone, radio, uh, online, and uh, IndianaSportsRadio.com from Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana. Uh, and we thank you so much for being a part. 347-324-5252. 347-324-5252. Come on and uh, and be a part with us. Uh, we're trying to uh, reconnect with, uh, with one Billy Elvis, uh, hopefully here soon. Uh, he'll, we'll be able to uh, to get him back on the uh, line. 
but uh, it, we talked with uh, Pete DiPremio. It looks good uh, if you're a fan of uh, of IU or Purdue basketball this year. Three four seven three two four five two five two to get a, to uh, be a part. It's uh it's going to be an exciting year for uh, basketball in the state of Indiana. Notre Dame, IU, as long as the IU players can stay out of trouble, that'll be the that'll be the key. That'll be the key. Can the IU players stay out of trouble? Talked earlier about uh, depressed sports towns. Talked about when a Detroit team, uh, the Red Wings or the Tigers, back in the '80s, won a, uh, a championship. How it helped cure. It was a healing process. We talked about that uh, relevant to the 2001 New York Yankees who lost in the World Series after 9-11 to the Arizona Diamondbacks. But it, it, it's been a healing time for them. And we talked uh, about uh, you know how poor <laughs> Cleveland has been. Those poor depressed bastards. The, the sports town of, of Cleveland. So much so that one of the, uh, one of the things... Uh, a while back that uh, they hit huge on YouTube was the uh, Cleveland tourism video that somebody made making fun of Cleveland. seems like nothing has gone right for them in a while. Fun times in Cleveland again. New Cleveland. Come on down to Cleveland town, everyone. Under construction since 1868. See our river that catches on fire. It's so polluted that all our fish have AIDS. We see the sun almost three times a year. This guy has at least two DUIs. The flats look like a Scooby-Doo ghost town. Don't slow down in East Cleveland or you'll die. Our economy's based on LeBron James. Buy a house for the price of a VCR. Our main export is crippling depression. We're so retarded that we think this is art. It could be worse though, at least we're not Detroit. We're, We're not Detroit. Detroit. Oh, yes. Those fans in Cleveland. A quick rundown of the scores across the National League now. Uh, midway through the first, Phillies and Yankees scoreless. Uh, the Braves at the uh, Nationals game delayed right now due to rain. Uh, the storms that rolled through the Midwest last night uh, now out on the East Coast. Tornadoes uh, sighted earlier in Boston as well. Reds up on the Pirates. Uh, bottom of four. Four nothing. Uh, the Pirates have uh, struggled as of late, to, to say the least. The Red Sox down to the uh, Orioles, uh, 5-2, bottom of four. Uh, Tigers-Indians tied at one, bottom of four. Uh, in the bottom of the fifth, Marlins and Cardinals tied 3-3. An epic shot by Giancarlo Stanton, 458 feet. Uh, we shared the video on our uh, Twitter account, at Mo Radio Show. Go back and see that home run. It's unbelievable. Uh Blue Jays uh, trail the Rays in Tampa, bottom of six, three-one, and the uh, Athletics and Rangers, bottom of two, scoreless still. Uh, over in the uh, National League, uh, the Dodgers and Cubs uh, still scoreless at the end of two. Uh, the Mets trail the Brewers in Milwaukee at the top of the second, one nothing. The White Sox down to the Twins, middle of two, one nothing. Diamondbacks uh, and Rockies an 8:40 p.m. Eastern start. 10.05 p.m. Eastern start for the Astros and the Angels, which has been a fun series so far. Royals and Mariners get a 10.10 p.m. start, and then a 10.15 p.m. start in, in uh, San Francisco for those Padres and Giants. Women's World Cup last night, the United States 
uh, gets a two nothing win over Colombia, and you know it. I got exciting there towards the end. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I, I sat at Wrigley Field and watched the rest of the game. That damn Ben Smith got me talked into soccer for a little bit, but uh, uh, you know it, uh, it was all right. It was all right. It could have been. It could have been better. It could have been worse. Those girls, man, they're uh, they're tough. They're tough. Uh, supposedly the Diddy confrontation with uh, the strength and conditioning coach from UCLA was caught on security camera. Combs Company, Bad Boy Records, saying, of course, that the Diddy dust up was self defense. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, uh, his son Justin obviously came out in support of his dad, but how will that affect uh, his spot on the team? I don't know if you saw, it made pretty big news today. Walmart and eBay uh, banning all sale of merchandise with uh, the Confederate flag on it. And uh, a guy who's a big a big name in the South, uh, South Carolina coach Steve Spurrier, says he supports the removal of the Confederate flag. It's, uh, it's been a hot-button topic in the South for a while now. So Walmart and eBay both uh, removing any kind of merchandise with the Confederate flag on it. Uh Coach K, Mike Krzyzewski, was on the Dan Patrick show earlier today, talking about uh, his uh, his two guys that could be a big impact in the uh, in the NBA coming up Thursday night: Julio Okafor and Justice Winslow. Uh, Coach K said that you know we've never we didn't see a guy all year that was double and triple teamed every time he got the basketball like Okafor was, and he said on in the NBA where it's one on one, I think he thinks that we'll see some amazing. Uh, Potential amazing uh, star power from Julio Okafor. Carl Anthony Towns, who is projected to be the number one pick, uh, with reports saying that the Minnesota Timberwolves have already told him he'll be the number one pick. Uh, and then uh, it looks like, uh, you know, possibly Julio Okafor goes number two to the Lakers. But, uh, you know, not so fast. Not so fast. The Lakers uh, have made bad decisions before and, and gone with uh, with guys that we didn't think. Phil Jackson who uh, last night on the show, most people picked the Knicks to make the worst decision of the NBA draft just because of their history. Phil Jackson thinks he did a great job shedding salaries to put him in the position that they're in now. But he's not a fan of the way the game's being played these days. And he used to be, use the uh, NBA's biggest star, LeBron James, as an example of exactly what's wrong. Jackson did an interview with Bleacher Report uh, back in May that was published uh, just back uh, on Monday. And Phil said that the current individualized style of the uh, NBA isn't disciplined and even more so just isn't pleasing to the eye. He said, quote, when I watch some of these playoff games and I look at what's being run out there as what people call an offense, it's really quite remarkable to see how far our game has fallen from a team game. Four guys stand around watching one guy dribble basketball. He went on to say, I, I watched LeBron James, for example. He might travel every other time he catches the basketball if he's off the ball. He catches the ball, moves both of his feet. You see it happen all the time. There's no structure. There's no discipline. There's no how, to, how do we play this game type of attitude. And it all goes, the way that, goes all the way through the game. To the point where now guys don't screen. They push guys off with their hands. Now, this is coming from Phil Jackson, the guy who has 13 NBA titles to his credit. 11 as a coach with the Bulls and the Lakers. Two as a player with the Knicks. He was just using James as an example, but he said the problem is widespread as teams uh, shun structured offenses in favor of constant pick-and-roll plays. 
He went on to say, quote, the game actually has some beauty to it, and we've kind of taken that out of it to make it individualized. It's a lot of what we are as a country, individualized stuff. It struck me, how can we get so far away from the real truth of what we're trying to do? And Phil will be on display. Does he trade that next pick? Does he try to trade up? Eric Bledsoe, the point guard from the Suns, has been offered to the Knicks for their pick. Uh, another trade rumor that's been out there, or at least uh, George Carl, the coach of the Sacramento Kings, has been pushing, trying to get uh, not only general manager Vladi Divac on his side, but a lot, number of the Sacramento Kings players uh, to try to convince the owner of the Sacramento Kings to trade their star to Marcus Cousins, a guy who's a high double-double guy. The Lakers uh, have been the most interested so far uh, in trading for him. Uh, but their owner, Vic Grandiev, uh, will not allow Coach George Carl to trade Cousins. Carl has been given the power to make draft picks and engineer some trades, but Carl so far has not been allowed to move Cousins. Kings hired uh, George Carl in the spring. There was a pushback from Cousins' camp, and the Sacramento Bee reported at that time that Cousins and Carl haven't spoken for months. But Carl's comments in mid-April that everyone is tradable seem to confirm what many believe that Carl wants to move to Marcus Cousins. Randy Ev, uh, the owner of the Kings, told USA Sports, USA Today Sports on Monday that the team has zero interest in trading Cousins. I have no idea where that's coming from. But uh, if you like, you should talk to uh, Vladi Divac, because I know Vladi feels exactly the same way, and I'm deferring to Vladi on everything. We have no interest in moving him. From my perspective, it's really simple. We feel that he's a one-of-a-kind player, and we have a group of players right now that we're going to build on. Uh, supposedly, as well, uh, they're uh, looking at uh, trades uh, for Rudy Gay. And I can't imagine, I don't know if you saw the uh, the tweet from DeMarcus Cousins, but he just put a, a, a emoji of, uh, of a snake on his Twitter earlier. So it could be a very interesting time in Sacramento. We'll take a break. We will uh, come back and finish up this show on Twitter, at BS Sports the Fan, at Billy Elvis, at Mo Radio Show, 347-324-5252. Uh, if you want to uh, get us on the phone, the last segment of this BS Sports Show for a Tuesday happens next. Take a quick break, and we'll be back. you listen to the BS Sports Show. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show, now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. The BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham 
and let them help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the All You Can Eat Wing and Fish Buffet, 850 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North every Monday and Friday night. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... Um... Lollygaggity for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen. Answering the call. Earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big-ass savings. I'd love some big-ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon. 30 cents a gallon? That's a big-ass discount. Big-ass discount. A really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem. Totally solves my big-ass problem. Yeah, look at that big-ass truck. Big-ass man. Hello, Big Ass Man! Shop your way members, get Big Ass Savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. Meet the fuel-efficient Ford Focus. Along with great handling, the Focus also comes with Girls' Night Out and Girls' Night In and Road Trips and the Scenic Route and Swimming and Weekly Car Washes and Making Connections and Unexpected Speed Dating. Only Ford gives you EcoBoost fuel economy and a whole lot more. With so many ands, where will you end up? The fuel-efficient Ford Focus. This is Gary Snyder from The Gary Snyder Show, and I have a couple of important questions for you. Do you need some extra cash, and do you have any scrap metal laying around? If you answered yes to either question, which we know you did, after all, this is Indiana, then you need to give Clarks a call today, 260-356-8314. That's 260-356-8314. Clarks wants all of your scrap metal, broken down appliances, old cars, computer parts, copper, aluminum, and even your old cell phones. If it's scrap and if it's metal, Clarks wants it, and they will pay top dollar for it. Clarks is located at 100 Heightsfield Street in Huntington, and they are open weekdays from 8 to 4.30 p.m. Or just give them a ring, 260-356-8314. That's 260-356-8314. Clarks, they want all of your scrap metal. Chapman's Brewing Company is Northeast Indiana's newest microbrewery. Located in Angola, Indiana, Chapman's is what it means to be local. Chapman's recently launched their American Ale Cider that is a unique combination of malted barley, Cascade hops, and fresh apple juice that appeals to both beer drinkers and cider lovers alike. It is truly more than a beer and more than a cider. Three sips and you'll understand why we love it too. Visit Chapman'sBrewing.com for a retailer nearest you. It's the BS Sports Show. This man is hanging by a string. I, I think that he is a, a borderline psychotic at this point. 
Welcome back to the BS Sports Show. We wrap this bad boy up for a Tuesday. And uh, Twitter always ablaze, and especially when the king joins back on Twitter again. 140 characters is enough to say. I'll be short and sweet and keep it short and sweet. Why don't you follow me? I'm on Twitter. Like, OMG, all my followers are going to love this. <laughs> LeBron has uh, broken his social media silence, tweeting out a picture of uh, his kids on a roller coaster at Cedar Point, saying, It hurts to lose. I've been in a funk lately, but this this is what motivates me to do what I do. How can I ever be down when I know my kids and my fans have my back? Being back home and back with my fans is everything that I dreamed of. Thank you for an incredible season. I'm not satisfied. I'm not happy with the way things turned out. I promise, in capital letters, to get better. Hashtag strive for greatness. Hashtag I love these kids. Hashtag God bless our fans. You sent a tweet to the internet. Genius in 140 characters. Well, that was a uh, nice tweet. A lot of times uh, athletes, uh, especially LeBron James, gets a lot of mean tweets. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel does a great job with it. And did uh, a very another cool version of the NBA ones during the finals. And we did it once on a, on a Friday and uh, and we had asked somebody earlier if we would play it again. So here was the last uh, mean NBA tweets that uh, Jimmy Kimmel did. I'm convinced Magic Johnson has approximately 73 teeth in his mouth. People say LeBron flops. Have you ever seen this little French woman named Tony Parker? French woman. Wesley Matthews complains about every foul. Just go eat donuts on the bench, you fat <laughs> Fat Six percent body fat. Can we make a special call, I hate Jalen Rose, because I hate Jalen Rose? Jimmy Butler looks so ugly, bruh. Look like a face you put on a totem pole, bruh. Looking like a tiki mask, bruh. Jeremy Lin is worth probably a half jar of mustard pickles. You're worth a half jar of mustard pickles. Reggie Miller can't dress for Really? Raymond Green looked like Donkey from Shrek. <laughs> Zach Randolph is not so much in basketball shape. Rather, he is a basketball shape. Yes, I just called him fat. Hashtag sports. Side. Mark Jackson is easily the most annoying voice on television. Well, then there's Jeff Van Gundy. Yo, Jeff Van Gundy, a fool. LOL. I is. Andrew Bogut is so ugly. He might be the infamous Bigfoot. Well, guess we found him. Imagine the damage Steph Curry would be doing in the NBA if he didn't have such a girly name. Hashtag change it to Steve. Steve's a terrible nut. Oh, shit, that's my coach's name. DeAndre Jordan looks like that uncle at a cookout that sticks his fork in your plate. Well, I think that sharing is caring, so f*** you, Joey Fly. Goodbye, Blake Griffin, you soft, ginger, hair-colored, Lindsay Lohan, freckled-faced, two-headed bitch. Take your ass home, bitch. Wow, all caps, huh? Maybe we're showing some lowercase next time. I love the Blake Griffin stuff. 
he's a pretty good sport about uh, all the stuff he gets. You know, NBA players and personalities tend to be very active on Twitter, and while Twitter does give them an opportunity to connect with their fans, it also opens them up to a lot of criticism. Some people have no problem tweeting terrible things to celebrities, and it can hurt. So tonight, we asked some of the folks working in and around the NBA to read some of the most unpleasant tweets ever written about them for a special NBA edition of Mean Tweets. What's the difference between Ron Artest and Made of World Peace? Nothing. They are both huge pieces of <laughs> Whatever, man. Has anyone noticed that Chris Paul has Michael Jackson's original nose? <laughs> Is it me or does Roger Ronald look like that turtle named Franklin or Nick Jr.? Joe Simmons looks like the type of guy who will watch you sleeping. Suck my duck, Matt Barnes. I think you meant to say You're going to talk spell it right. Bob Costas is a vampire. Mark my words. Blake Griffin is still ugly as Oh, wow. Who is that from? So, Andre Iguodala sucks gazelle Remember when Kobe Bryant used to dunk and it wasn't a surprise? Now every time he dunks, it's a big deal. Yeah, I remember that. Greg Anthony looks like a young person in costume as a grandfather. Okay. You and that Buick commercial, you know you don't fit in that Buick. That's supposed to be me. DeAndre Jordan doesn't look like he knows how to read. Well, I just read that, you idiot. As we wrap this one up, uh, the NHL pending approval will go to a three-on-three overtime starting next season. That, uh, that's, uh, that's some fun hockey right there. A lot of space to cover when it's three-on-three hockey. Also, we're getting geared up for the NBA draft. Lots of trade rumors. We'll cover those. You can keep following us on Twitter for that. At BS Sports the Fan. At Mo Radio Show. And uh, at Billy Ellis. Monte Ellis, uh, if he opts in for the last year of his contract, reports are now that the Dallas Mavericks will look to trade him if that's the case. So we'll see uh, what happens uh, there uh, as well. Uh, more tomorrow on the draft prospects of the Indiana Pacers uh, as we look forward to uh, this year's NBA draft. That'll do it uh, for tonight. Thanks so much for joining us again on Twitter at BS Sports Fan, at Billy Ellis, at Mo Radio Show. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, another uh, edition in the books. We'll see you again tomorrow night, 7 to 9. Uh, you can find us on uh, Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana or uh, anywhere you can listen uh, is at thebssportshow.com. Thanks again for joining us. You're listening to the BS Sports Show.